On the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal soul, in weakness raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never of God understand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free Imperfection, youthful and happy I shall be I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Glorified with Him forever Death will be lost in victory I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never stand no more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of his likeness Ready to live, I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal One hallelujah morning When the last trump of God shall sound Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grains, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, glory. with the reading of God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness in of his likeness life, Ready to live, I'll, I'll be glad I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord I'll have a new life, eternal Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be Welcome to the Passion for Christ show So glad to have you, friend I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I just want to tell you this, that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I found peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about the incredible power of God's word the incredible power of God's word well before we get there we got a few things along the way and the first is headline news get this you won't believe this the street in Minneapolis where George Floyd died in police custody has become a place of, get this folks, of baptism and prayer. People have posted images and videos of Christians gathering near the site, worshiping and praying and baptizing people. 
Joel Baumberger, a preacher with Circuit Riders, posted a photo of a baptism right at the corner of where George Floyd was killed. Isn't that simply amazing, folks? A team of our circuit riders went to Minneapolis to hold open-air preaching of Jesus and healing calls at the intersection where George Floyd was killed, Baumberger said. There are too many testimonies to recount. They were able to preach to thousands and saw hundreds responding to the gospel of Jesus. He also reported dozens and dozens of people healed, filled with hope, changed, and born again by the power of Jesus this weekend in Minneapolis. Isn't that amazing, folks? God is so powerful and amazing. Dozens baptized, healed at intersection where George Floyd was killed. My, oh, my, folks. Some good news after all. Well, now, speaking of good news, get this, get this. A leading online evangelism ministry reached a major milestone in May by delivering its two billionth gospel presentation some 15 years after it was founded by one of the original employees of, a, you won't believe it, of Apple. Global Ministry Outreach, which celebrated its two billionth online gospel presentation on May 19th, reaches the world's lost population through search engines and social media by targeting keywords and directing people to a website catering to their needs. It was founded in 2005 by Walt Wilson, who worked under Steve Jobs in the early days of Apple. The ministry operates more than 100 websites in 13 languages. It also has 3,500 volunteer online ministries in 110 countries who contact individuals who make decisions for Christ. Since its founding, more than 230 million people have indicated they became a Christian through the ministry. We reach people at their point of need all over the world with the gospel. John Thompson, Director of Marketing for Global Ministry Outreach. When an individual goes online and searches for, how do I know God? How do I find peace? They will run across one of our ads or a link, and it will link them to one of our websites in that particular language that they are searching for. Isn't that something, folks? Global Media Outreach averages about 350,000 gospel presentations, get this, folks, each day. In April, during the coronavirus outbreak, it averaged over 500,000 presentations a day. Get that, folks. Woo! Two billion gospel presentations. Online evangelism ministry passes milestones. Folks, we can do so much with this technology. Amen. Well, now get this. Chinese officials forcibly removed the crosses from more than 250 churches in one region earlier this year, even though the congregations were registered with the government and are legal. 
Religious Liberty Watchdog Bitter Winter says from January through April, crosses were removed from at least 250 churches. Isn't that something, folks? The church officials said that they were told all religious symbols, including Christian, Islamic, and Buddhist, must be removed across the country. We support the state and comply with its regulations, a congregation member said. We can have a dialogue with the government if it thinks that we have done something wrong, but they just can't persecute us this way. They didn't show us any documents, and fearing that the people would implicate them with anything in writing, they only conveyed verbal orders and forced us to obey them. All crosses are being removed throughout the country. Those who refuse to cooperate will be accused of opposing the Communist Party. We are pressured to give up our faith, but we will persevere. Amen, folks. China forcibly removes crosses from 250 churches in a single province. Woo, folks, we got to pray for those Christians in China being persecuted. My, oh, my, folks, we have it so easy here in America. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, this day in church history. In 853, on this day in church history, beheading in Toledo of Fandila, a priest of Tabanus, who had reviled the prophet Muhammad. In 1525 A.D., German reformer, Martin Luther, formerly a monk, marries Catherine von Bora, formerly a nun who had escaped from her convent, of all places, in a fish barrel. In 1749, on this day, in Germany, John Henry Scram ordains Philip William Otterbein, who will become a notable evangelist and leader of the United Brethren Movement in America. In 1776, death in Wethersfield, Connecticut, of Elizabeth Scott, a hymn writer whose most notable hymn was based on Psalms 3, verse 5, entitled, Morning Hymn. And finally, on this day in church history, in 1793, William Carey and his family sailed for India, accompanied by John Thomas, they will do notable mission work there. And that's this day in church history. And now, folks, we have a lot of fun with this. Name that Bible character. Here is your clue. I am King Ahab's father. Who am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am King Ahab's father. 
Who am I? We'll reveal the final answer to that clue in our closing segment of Name That Bible Character right after the study segment. So stay tuned for that exciting reveal. And now, folks, we have our study for this broadcast. Get your cup of coffee. Get your drink, whatever you like, and come to the table and open up the Word of God. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 19 and starting in verse 7. Psalms 19 starting in verse 7. And the title of our study for this broadcast is called The Incredible Power of God's Word. So let's read this together. Starting in verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. Amen, folks. Reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. What a powerful, powerful set of verses here that really describes the uh, the truth of uh, God's powerful word and then tells us and gives us an example of what it's talking about. The first is found in verse 7. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. How is it perfect? It revives the soul. So that's what we're going to go down through this list. It's one, two, three, four, five, six truths about the power, the incredible power of God's word. The first is that the law, word of the Lord is perfect. How is it perfect? It's perfect in that it converts the soul. It revives the soul. It, it lends to this idea of restoration. It causes refreshment. Total restoration of the soul. It brings us back to clarity. It brings us back into a relationship. It teaches us where we are, where we should be, and where we can be, and what to do. So it's perfect, amen? The law of the Lord, the word of the Lord is indeed perfect. Why? How? In reviving the soul. The second truth that states about the incredible power of God's word is that the word of the Lord is sure. In a world of uncertainty, in a world of chaos and riots at this moment, we need something sure, something concrete, something reliable, something that lasts, something that is foundational, something that we can plant our feet and feel absolutely secure and firm. Well, that's the word of God, folks. It makes us wise. It gives us that stability. It is sure. 
The third truth of the incredible power of God's word is that the word of God is right. You see, when God makes you right, everything else will get right. Amen? The word of the Lord is right. What does that lend to? If you're right with God, that lends to rejoicing of the heart. It means we're on that pleasing path. We're on that straight way, that straight path. It's made sure and certain with His Word. And in that path, we can find joy. Amen. So the Word of the Lord is perfect, sure, right. And then he says, the word of the Lord is pure in that it enlightened the eyes. It makes clear life lived in a righteous state is lived in harmony with God. And it makes the way clear. We can clearly see because we have the truth. And the truth sets us free. We are clean, clear, sincere in that path. So the word of the Lord is pure and that it enlightened the eyes, the mind, the heart is clean and pure. And all of our decisions are sincere. And then he says, the word of the Lord is clean. Amen, folks. It's clean and that it endures forever. Isn't that amazing, folks? Whenever we are cleansed by God, we are a child forever. And that truth endures forever. That fact gives us insurance of eternal life forever. We are His. We belong to Him forever. That's what the Word of God does. And then lastly, he says, the Word of God is true. It is righteous altogether. True and righteous altogether. You can depend on the fact that while words from a man, words from me, words from others, Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we say things we shouldn't say. Sometimes we don't keep the promise. But God's word is always right on point. God's word is always true. God's word is always righteous together. Why? Because they come from the most holy of holies. And that is Jesus Christ. They are trustworthy. Brings us stability. And it gives lens to this idea of being whole and complete. So this incredible power of God's word, as David describes, is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. It revives the soul, making the wise simple, rejoices the heart, enlightens the eyes, endures forever, and righteous and true all together. 
And because of that, David says that it is desired. People long for and search for this word. And to them, it's more precious than gold, more precious than fine gold, sweeter than honey, sweeter than the honeycomb. There are some shows on TV where it shows a series on gold diggers. And they're constantly spending and buying and searching for gold. It's that precious. It's that important to them. And they give up everything for that purpose. Well, here David says that this is exactly what happens when that individual sees the incredible power and wonder and importance and value of God's word. Is it to you, friend, do you desire this? As you would desire some precious diamond or gold or fine silver. And then he ends with this. That it's by these words that we are warned. The servant is warned. Amen for the power of God's word. Amen for the fact that we're given ample warning throughout God's word. Of uh, who Satan is. What to avoid. Things that we can do to avoid the pitfalls of sin. And then he says that, that keeping them is great reward. Hearing these words, believing these words, practicing these words, obeying them and will make us spiritually wise. We will be spiritually blessed and we will grow and we will bear fruit. But more than that, we're being prepared for eternity. Friend. Is your soul revived? Are you spiritually wise? Are you filled with joy? Are you and do you know the truth? Do you have the knowledge? Is as David says, your eyes, are they enlightened? Are you cleansed from the sin of your life? Is God's word true in your heart? This is the incredible power of God's word. It's perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. And that's our study for this broadcast. Now we have named that Bible character. Here was your clue. I am King Ahab's father. Who am I? Omri. 1 Kings 16, verse 28. So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab his son reigned in his stead. I am King Ahab's father. Who am I? Omri. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you can find in him forgiveness, peace, joy, happiness, and be blessed beyond measure, more than you ever could deserve. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Well, friend, 
I want you to know that you can visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I want to tell you this. Thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ the Lord has died for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ the Lord has risen for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ the Lord is living for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory, hallelujah. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you.